Hey everybody, welcome to the Codename Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Nandi. Today we will be discussing asking permission. And let me give you a disclaimer here first. I recently had some dental work done, so my mouth is still a little sore. And because of some extractions, I'm still having a little uh, issue as far as pronouncing some words, especially the ones like with S H like, so saying like shit is kind of hard for me to say. So I probably won't say it the rest of this podcast. This was probably like my first and only time saying it in this podcast. So bear with me. If you hear me screw up a a few of my S words, we're going to get this together, but I had to come with this podcast because this one here is something that I've been noticing and I see how it starts because I've noticed this with, again, with one of my children. This is what happens when you have six children, you get to experience all kinds of shit through them. So you've lived your life, a lot of your life, but you li- you continue to live lives through your children and the things that they present with. And one of those things is my nine-year-old finding her way in the world when it comes to what she has to, what she needs to ask for permission for and the things that she definitely should not ask anyone's permission for. And not only should she not ask, but other people who are in the same situation, whether they are children or adults, because a lot of these permissions that we have that are give, handed down to us as children, we do take that into adulthood and we fail to act on our behalf when we should. So the type of permission I'm talking about is the kind where people who people violate your space, you, your property, and you ask them to stop. And my thing about that is you don't owe pleasantries to people who insult and assault you. You don't have to ask their permission. You don't, you are not obligated at that point to say, please stop. Please don't do that. Please don't hurt me again. No, you should, you have the right to be unapologetic. You have the right to say no. You have the right to say stop. And it doesn't have to be followed by anything else. You don't owe an explanation, an explanation to people who violate your space, your, your autonomy, your right to think freely, happily, whatever it is to exist. You don't have to apologize for that when you tell people that, Hey, you've gone too far. Uh, an example was there's this game my daughter loves to play and it's called Roblox. I think I have that right. Cause I think it's Robux that she's always asking me to buy. Cause she a little negotiator. She always trying to get her some damn money on that game making me spend money for her to get money or whatever the hell she do on it. But the point about it is she plays this game and there are some people who come on there and you know, they looking for, they, they're opportunists. I mean, that's the only way to put it. And once she has built a house in this game and there's someone who's always trying to break into her house. So tonight that person was attempting to break into her house And she told the person, please don't break into my house anymore. And the person told her, okay. And then as they're walking off, 
they start to type on there calling her bitches and stuff, which tells me that a lot of times this is probably not other children on there. And that's why I watch her, you know, when she's playing the game, because there's a lot of adults on there pretending to be children, you know, and it could have been a children, a child who says it. Cause I mean, when you're away from your parents and you know, I know that anybody we've all come through childhood, there are some things that our parents will never know that we said when we were acting grown outside their presence, you know, so the same with these children, but it was a quick lesson for her in what happens when you ask people not to violate you who have already violated you. When you ask them to stop, when you beg someone who's doing wrong to you, if that person is already at the point where they're violating you, they don't really care about how you feel about it. And that's why I say you don't owe them anything at that point. At the point that someone begins to violate you, you don't owe them any explanations. It's a stop. And if it's something that can bring physical harm to you, lethal harm to you, you have a right at that time to use lethal force of your own to stop it. You know, that's just the way that this thing works, you know, so you give as good as you get. So when I saw this tonight, I had wanted to talk about this a few nights ago because something had happened when she was out at the pool and a friend of hers, like they were, uh, diving for rings and she's a good swimmer. So she goes down and she's grabbing, I guess, more rings than her friend is grabbing and the friend gets upset. So she tries to like push her away from the rings and, you know, yank it out of her hand, push her under the water. And she ends up, my daughter ends up getting her hand really skinned up. And so when she's telling me about what happened and stuff, she says that she asked her to stop. And that's when I made it clear to her. I, well, I thought I had made it really clear to her at that time, but tonight it got reinforced. But my thing, even at that time was you don't ask people to stop physically violating you. You either show them or you tell them. And, you know, in that case, I'm one of those people like, you know, you push me in, I skin my hand, you know, I'm probably going to pop the shit out of you. I mean, and that's just going to be impulse. It's not going to be a planned thing. It just, it's going to probably happen about the same time that my hand, that the skin is coming off of my hands. Cause as fast as I come up out of that water, it's like, padam. You know, that's just, but that's just me. You know, that's that part of me that I suppress for the most part. As long as nobody mess with me, I don't mess with anybody. I try not to start any confusion where there is no confusion, but we have to, you know, let our children know from a young age that when people violate them, that it is imperative that they stand for themselves at that very moment. Because when you don't, you actually give people permission to continue violating you. And this is how our babies get so caught up and we find out that our child has tried to commit suicide or something because they, at, at a certain point it becomes so much for them. And since they haven't like really learned how to control their emotions and their actions and stuff, if we have a child that doesn't feel comfortable coming to us for whatever reason, that can get bottled up and everything can go crazy, if you know what I mean. So it's important not only that they know to stand for themselves, but that they make you aware of people who seem to have a habit of wanting to violate them, that your children feel comfortable enough knowing that if they came to you and said, Hey, such and such did something that you know your child well enough that if they're telling you this, it must be true. And you go there and you handle it. Cause I'm not above handling some shit for some, you know, some, you know, cause I mean, even when she did that to my daughter, uh, at the pool, I chastised her myself. 
Now, whatever chastising her parents want to do after that, that's fine with me. You can go above and beyond, but I'm going to chastise your child and I'm going to do it in front of you so that you know exactly what was told. Because a lot of times when you put these little children on notice, then they get some act right in their step. And that's an important thing because when you're messing with my children, I need you to be correct because that keeps me acting like I got sense because I don't like to act like I don't have sense. And I mean, I can be predisposed to acting like I don't have sense. It can happen. So I do everything that I can to make sure that I keep myself on that even keel. And the way to do that is for you to have your children doing what they supposed to be doing. And I'm going to have mine doing what they supposed to be doing. And then we're going to all be happy because everybody's doing what they supposed to be doing. So back to what I was saying, these violations of our person, our property, whatever it is, this starts in childhood. This is not something that you just develop overnight as an adult. This is something that you've been working on your whole childhood. And when I say working on it, you letting other people dictate the script. You're letting other people decide what affects you and to what degree it affects you because you're not, for whatever reason, you're not speaking up for yourself. It could be because of the abuse you suffered in your own house. It could be feeling like you don't have a voice, like somebody's always made you feel voiceless, powerless, whatever it is. But you know what? There's no better time than today to start standing up for yourself. You're going to see it'll be a lot of people surprised when you start doing that. When I was coming out of my last marriage, when I started saying, you know what? I'm not holding all this stuff in my throat anymore, getting all filled up, you know, all suppressed, feeling like, you know, I got so much to say that I just feel like screaming, but I don't have nowhere to let it go, to let it out. And then when I started expressing it, that shit started feeling, oh, I said it and it came out okay. Y'all see that? I said shit. But like I was about to say, I just said it again. Wow, what do you know? Ain't that a bitch? So, but like I was saying, when I started speaking and releasing that from my vocal cords, just letting it come out and letting the chips fall where they may, it did something for me. It empowered me. And it empowered me not just in the aspect of relationship, uh, my relationship, but in other aspects of my life. Because I started, all, I realized that not only was I holding myself back when it came to a relationship because of this holding back, but it was holding me back in my career, my business. So much stuff was being held back because when you hold stuff like in there, it builds up a certain type of fear, a paralyzation that stops you from moving forward. And it's the same thing when you let things go unspoken, when people say things, like I said, that insult and assault you. When people say those things that insult and assault you and you say nothing back, or you take no actions to distance yourself from those people, to go no contact if required, you hold that in. And it builds up, and it's like a coffee cup. If you just keep on pouring coffee, keep on pouring coffee, even when that damn cup is overflowing, you continue to pour coffee, that's you when you let people just keep pouring shit into you. And that's literally what, they, what they're pulling. They're pouring their shit, their insecurities, how they feel about themselves, their low self-esteem. They're trying to put all that in you because they're trying to make you a carbon copy of them. They have taken that whole biblical thing of made in his image and his likeness to a whole new level. And there are people out here who will totally recreate your ass. You won't even recognize yourself. You'll pass by the mirror talking about who the fuck is that? And that's you. And that's what will happen if you allow other people 
to all, if you ask other people for permission over who you are, your right to be, your right to be unencumbered, to be, to, to not be violated. So you have to stand for yourself. And if you didn't get that in childhood, please, please, this is when I'll say please, because this is about you. So I have to ask you, I have to say please, because I'm addressing you. I'm not asking you not to do anything to me. I'm addressing you. So please, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you this, stand for yourself. Don't let people walk all over you. Don't let people violate you. And in the same token, when people come correct with you and they're actually trying to import something to you uh, that can actually move you further along, don't get insulted by that. I see a lot of sensitivity out here today. When people say things, people take it and run with it as it is a direct criticism, uh, you know, that you're criticizing them directly, that you're criticizing who they are as a person, not their behaviors, but what the, who they are as a person. And you can learn so much more sometimes in those instances of sitting back and listening. So it's about not asking for permission when people violate you, but at the same time, being willing to listen when it's not a violation of you, but someone trying to import knowledge to you. I had a discussion today in a soaping group that I'm in. It was a young lady in there and she was looking for uh, an oil that she wanted to use for her soap. And another sister, a young sister came on there and said that she refuses to use that certain oil. She didn't say no more about it. So, you know, I just gave a little response about, you know, uh, that wasn't the, that wasn't the question that she asked because it wasn't obviously this person uses the oil. That's why she asked about it. So my thing was, that wasn't what she asked. It doesn't matter whether you do or don't, she does. And that's what she's looking for. So she came back and the young lady, you know, she got mad at me. You know, she said, you know, she felt that I answered, responded with an attitude and she compared me to Claire Huxtable and, you know, like I told her for one, to be compared to Claire Huxtable is not offensive to me. You know, she said I was sounding like somebody's mama. I am somebody's mama. I'm a mama. I have six children and I have seven grandchildren. So, uh, last time I checked, yep. I'm a mama, so I'm going to sound like a mama. So the Claire Huxtable thing I actually thought was funny. You know, the fact that she would compare me to Claire Huxtable. I'm like, shit, I'm doing something right. Even though, you know, Claire ain't real in some aspects. She is, you know, her persona, the personality. Some of us have met Claire's. So I didn't feel bad about being called a Claire, but my biggest thing is I wanted to help her and myself and the other young lady involved, all of us to communicate better with each other. So we're not at each other's throat over the most minor things. And to me, that was a minor thing. So the young sister, she came back, she apologized. She also posted why she felt that way about the oil instead of just that blanket, that one statement declaring, I refuse to use that oil, you know, because it's like, okay, you refuse, but why? And especially since that doesn't answer the question is imperative that you like use your words and explain why, you know, those statements, that's the problem that we've ran into as people is that we don't take the time to truly communicate with each other. And then we get attitudes. If someone else has something to say or to add to the conversation, we take it personal. We see it as a personal attack. And like I told her, I wasn't personally attacking her. That wasn't my point in saying what I, what I said. My point was, as my mother used to tell us when we made like little direct statements like that with no substance, use your words. 
Let us know what it is you really want to say. So then that way we can have a better idea and we can help. That helps that whole communications thing along. So she did that. She came back, like I said, and she said her reason for it, you know, and like I told her, I commended her because I liked her spunk and her fire. You know, and I let her know that, but I also let her know at the same time that we are not her enemy, that the group that she was in, that group is a safe space for us. And you, and it's a group where when you speak, you shouldn't have to feel like you have to defend yourself. And I just wanted her to know that. And that is not, it wasn't me against her or the two of us pitted against each other, but it's the two of us together because we have enough people out in the world that are against us. So if, if we're going to, if we're going to practice any togetherness, it should be within this group, which is a safe space for us. And again, like I said, she recognized that she understood that she came back, you know, and she, you know, she, she did her apology and stuff for it. And we moved on and we ended that thread on a high note because we communicated and we, we realized that commonality there, that this didn't have to be an argument that this could just be an older sister and a young sister having a conversation that ended with everybody smiling. And I believe that we all walked away from that conversation smiling, you know, but again, so those are, those are, are, are the times. So we, we'd also, like I said, we don't owe pleasantries to people who insult and assault us. I've said that I think two other on two other occasions now, at least twice, but we do when people, are saying things to us, not in a manner of criticizing us, but perhaps lending to us critique and wisdom. We want to listen and, and then we can decide whether this is information we can use or discard. And even if we decide that we don't want to use it right now, there's been so many times when people have imported information to me and I didn't need it right then, but over the years, it began to make sense. Or when I stumbled and fell on something, it came back to me and it began to make sense. You know, that was like when my grandmother first told me about the whole living, loving, losing thing. Oh, it upset me because she was basically telling me, no, you can't go get, uh, go and become no preacher and go preaching to somebody at 19, 20 years old because you haven't lived enough, girl. You haven't experienced anything. Yeah, you might have grew up poor and, you know, went through those things and stuff like that, but you still need to live in a point. Uh, you have to live in a way that you are aware of your world. And as children, we're not always at certain ages, we're not fully aware of our world. We're living in the world, but we haven't gotten to the stage where we can actually evaluate what it is we've learned, what practices, what lessons, and what we can do with the, how those things can take us into the future. We haven't, we haven't developed the, the, uh, we, the maturity for that as of yet. You know, and so that's what she was trying to tell me. And of course, like I said, it insulted me. But now years later, when I'm finally even doing this, the podcasting, the book I've written, the businesses that I run, I understand the relationships I've been in. Now the children rearing my children, so many things now make sense because of what she told me that you have to first live, love and lose. Before you can take, before you can, you can, you can tell people about the places you've been, the experiences that you've had. And like she said, cause you can't take people places you've never been. 
And even if I can take you to those places, it doesn't mean that that's where you are supposed to go either. So you have to know what your journey is, but part of that journey, what makes that journey a little more desirable, filled with more satisfaction and less regret is stopping those people who violate your space and stopping them when they do it. Don't let it linger. Don't let it build up. Don't explode for everybody who's ever done you something and it gets lost because it's about this person right now who's doing it. Make it known right then and there. If it's not safe for you to do so, if it's not safe for you to do so, find ways to get away from that person. Because obviously if that person continues to pile that stuff up on you, it's not healthy for you to be in the company of such a person. And you have every right to remove yourself right down to leaving a job. If you have to, if you get what I'm saying, you know, and that depends on the person, like I said, that you are doing that, that you're trying to get away from, but you don't owe people those type, those pleasantries. So don't give it to people who don't deserve it. That's just like the, like, like giving up your body. But you know, we're going to talk about that in another podcast. We don't have time for that today. I'm moving close up on my time limit here, but I do want to thank you for listening. Please subscribe to my podcast. I would love if some of you would leave reviews. I don't care what the star rating is. I think I've said that before. I don't care whether you give me a one or two or three or four or five, but I would love fours and fives more. I'm just going to let y'all know that fours and fives kind of like do something to me. You know, uh, the threes and stuff and below, I'll, t- I'll take it because you took the time, but that four and five, it kind of like make my day and stuff, you know, cause then I look at I'm 50. That's a four. That's a five. You know, that's near 50. So give me a, give me a four star or a five star. I'm not going to be picky. I'll take either one of those. I would love for y'all to give me some written reviews to some of the podcast players allow you to do uh, written reviews. I know Apple does. I know pod chaser does. You can also do it on my website, which is evolvedbynandi.com. That's where my podcast sits. You can always listen to my podcast there. Again, it's evolvedbynandi.com. And just go to the, the link that says uh, uh, Codename Sister Podcast. It's right there on the top of the page with the uh, in the navigation. You can go there and you can leave me a comment. Comments help. You, that tells me what you might like to hear, what you enjoyed about the show, what you didn't enjoy about the show. Hey, I'm open to it all. I'm past the point of, like I say, having thin skin. My skin thickened long time ago. So whatever you got to say, I'm open to hearing it, you know. So do that. Leave it for me. Thank you guys again so much. This is Nandi. You've just listened to the Code Name Sister Podcast with Nandi.